Before we get into today's episode, we'd just like to chat with you about a few things. First, most of the content on this podcast is our opinion, and we don't really do extensive research before the episodes. Second, you may not agree with our opinion, but that's okay. Friendly reminder that you're choosing to listen to this. You can choose not to agree. We still love you anyways. Now, without further ado, let's fuck small talk. Game plan is soon, since I'm not giving timelines. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like... As Shay gives timelines, Danny like checks in. She's like, "Shit, sorry." And then I'm like, "This is a solvable problem. Just stop telling me timelines, and then I will not notice." And then we're golden. Then we're gold. Yeah, I guess. I guess I gotta start doing that. So it'll be soon. Okay. There we go. Okay. Sometime between soonish and not quite later. <laughs> that's that's the time frame I'm giving you. I should tell that to the clients at work. Uh, what's the timeline for this implementation? Um, soonish and not too late. Yeah, so yeah, anywhere in there. It'll be yeah. anywhere in there. That's my range. And that'd go over really well, I think. I think so too. Um, so we got another off topic. Do you want to walk us through the beer review today, Danny? Sure. Welcome, folks, to another off-topic. Um, these episodes are way easier to record than guest-based ones. Uh, just for a little insight, usually start to finish a guest-based podcast episode can take us like anywhere from like three to... I th- we've had one that went six hours that we were hanging out with the person. So I can be it can be like pretty strenuous on our schedule. So it's nice to just bang a couple of these out so that we have stuff to share with you specifically we decided i think we talked about it in the latest off topic we're going to start doing beer reviews i already fucked up and deleted the photo of the first beer but thanks (laughs) thanks to the impanets uh we're gonna post that on our beer review highlight um and then i am almost finished the second one have you started drinking yours yeah, I'm more than halfway through this one. It's it's pretty good. Yeah, do it's you want to read the, it? Yeah, sure. It's the Cobblestone Nitro Stout by Mill Street, and it has a little description on it. First off, it's organic, uh, and then the description says, Our nitrogen-charged organic cobblestone stout is an exercise in smooth, with <laughs> a deep roasted smoky palate and a crisp, lingering hop note on the finish. This is a stout lover's stout. This classic pub ale is a gift from our brewers to you. <laughs> I feel like your voice went on a journey there. <laughs> I went all over the map with that. I, I went, I started and I was like, you know what? What if somebody from Mill Street hears this and they need a guy to start reading these things in advertisements? And I was like, you know what? How would they like to hear that? Whoa. So you gave them the full package. I gave them, I, you know what? I do. I, I'm, I bring the full package. Also, did you see that Graham's trying to, like, do stuff with his voice? Do you see him what share you... that? He's, like, trying to get, uh, like, picked up by people. So he did, like, a like a reel of his voice doing different advertisements. Whoa, really? Yeah, it's so awesome. He shared it on Facebook. Shout out to Graham Barnes and our friend's podcast, That's So Interesting, a little cross-promotion. Um, his voice is ridiculous. It's like has massive range and sounds very professional. So he did a little reel of different readings. It's really cool. 
I feel like he'd be great for like a like a GMC commercial. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's like just some rugged country Blake Shelton esque commercial would be great. Totally. Actually, okay, t- two things. My brain's exploding because I just had two thoughts. One, I love how little or how short the ingredients list is on this uh, can. It's let me here take a peek. It's like oh wow, everything I recognize. It's yeah, like there's no weird names. Yeah, it's water, malted barley, flaked wheat, roasted barley, hops, and yeast. And I'm like, whoa, I know all of those. But like, it's really good, Loki. We I re- okay, we did this again. We talked about the beer, but then we didn't actually review it. Okay, let's just sip. All right, let's do it. So I think it's good. It's my review. I think it's a pretty standard stout, as it says. Um, it doesn't have a huge aftertaste. I would say I'd compare it pretty intensely to Guinness. Um, but it's a little smoother, maybe, that nitro part. Um, mm. mm-hmm. I'd say the one criticism, though, is other than that, I like a really, really full stout that has like some of those dark chocolatey hints or like a coffee hint and so i don't like the milk stout we had last time yeah like something that adds a bit of dimension to it but this is like your standard stout that like doesn't have a lot of that dimension and again like mill street makes pretty standard beers so i think it's pretty on brand um the one criticism i do have though is the cream part of the um drink like the little nice foam like you know how guinness pours really nice this didn't uh not loving the foam quality here i found it was really creamy too in general like in the way it tasted yeah but yeah did, what, did the foam when it came up was it too much yeah but then now it's gone a little not great but i think i think to it to me that is bonus points because then i can have a foam mustache okay there you go. So we turned a negative into a positive. Do you know what I mean? I just want to have a little fuzz on my nose. Mm-hmm. It's not one of my Do- goals, but um, totally appreciate it. <laughs> it's 2019, Danny. Girls can have mustaches. Yeah, it's just not one of my goals. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> what, uh, <laughs> what's, your, what's your rating out of five? I don't even remember what we rated the last one. We didn't. Oh. Wow, we suck. Do we even know well, how to review beers? Well, I think in that last episode, we uh, we reviewed it, and then we just kept doing what we did where we would stray away from it, and then like we just forget to actually say how it was. And then the only time we actually reviewed it was when you said, it's pretty good. <laughs> and that was all we said about it. And then so I think, I think I made a comment later in it how I like how we're committing to doing this thing that we're absolutely terrible at. And we're not going to get better. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. Um, I would say the other one was significantly better, but I want to try and rate them in isolation and not compare them to each other. It's just we happen to drink two dark beers. Um, I would give this one a three. A three. What, five? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I've had a lot better. You've had a lot better stouts. I think I'm with you there. I'd probably go three and a half for no reason other than i don't know that much about stouts and this was yummy fair enough yeah it's like again i'm just giving it like average like on a likert scale it'd be neutral right in the middle what's Um, a likert scale 
You you lost me. You got you sorry. Got smart on me. Sorry, yeah. I've been doing surveys for the last three years. Uh, Likert scale is when it's like the zero to seven, and it's like um, really dissatisfied to like really satisfied. It's when it has that like sort of range of negative to positive, with neutral being in the middle. Oh, I see. Okay, so you always have an odd number of of options. Yeah, neutrals in the middle. Um, you Got should. It. I mean, if you're doing Likert scales properly and doing surveys properly you should have a neutral in the middle or something that breaks the tie or breaks the um negative positive gotcha i learned something today yeah it is really it's it's good so that's why it's not a 2.5 but um i'd say it is just your average average stout so wow we said we weren't gonna get better at this but then you got really good at it sorry just out here being like it's good (laughs) (laughs) yeah i liked it because it's dark but i get real extra about my beer i know see i like it i think it's good because i like the can and that's that's how i do my beer reviews so (laughs) listeners put stock in what you will but the can is pretty and and (laughs) it's funny when you texted me i was in the gym i you made me laugh which was fun um but i don't actually really like mill street in terms of a brewery like i typically don't like their beers i think they have a, a weird aftertaste and uh they taste a little uh something something that i can't quite figure out but i actually uh-huh. I, yeah but i really actually like this one so kudos to hey, okay. mill street cobblestone nitro stout go drink it or don't we don't really care <laughs> <laughs> Also, is that too rude? No, 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 that was great. That was great. I think it was great. Um, I saw a commercial the other day of Coors is putting out a new non-alcoholic beer, and I was like, I was in the gym too, uh, and I rolled my eyes so hard and was like, really? At that point, what's the point? Yeah, what do you? Maybe it's for like I don't know. Oh, I could I could say an answer that's gonna make you feel like shit, which is why I don't want to. say No, it. because it's the it's the societal pressure of like still looking like you're participating with the um, reindeer games, but you're not actually drinking alcohol because maybe you're an alcoholic, maybe you're driving, maybe whatever. Is that what you were gonna yeah. say? Yeah. No, I was gonna say the alcoholic point is the is that maybe somebody who was an alcoholic at some point in their life. Um. And, and deeply enjoyed the taste of beer, but does, now has recovered and doesn't want to consume alcohol, but still wants to taste of beer. Fair. My point to that is that not as far as... Um, actually, you know what? We should do a beer review of a non-alcoholic beer because I was just going to say, as far as beer goes, it doesn't taste like beer. So I think, like, what's the point at that point? Pick another beverage you like. Um, but I don't know if I've had it since my beer taste buds have uh matured oh shit yeah we should totally do a non-alcoholic beer yeah i really i really like that idea actually as i just shot on it let's do it (laughs) non fuck this beer we should drink it together What do you want to talk about on this episode? I would love to talk about uh, 
setting down roots because it's recently come up both in the job change I had where I had this reflection of having to potentially entertain the idea of leaving the town that I've lived in for the last nine years. Um, And my mom um, is potentially, not potentially, my mom is jumping back into the job market um, and I convinced her to start looking and applying to jobs in Kitchener-Waterloo so that she can, if she were to get something, move here. Um, And so both of those have to do with like, settling into where you live and like really nesting and it's a conversation I've been having with people and there's some things I feel like naturally insecure slash defensive of and there's some things I feel guilty of and there's some things of like am I doing the right thing but I'm really happy all of these thoughts so I just thought maybe other people in their mid-20s or even like whenever are like having issues with how you define where you live or like home or whatever and what that makes you feel. And if you're not a person, because I have a story about another person who is the opposite of me, just like what your thoughts around that are. Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts on that because I think um, there's a lot that goes into where you live for, for especially at the part of our lives that we're in. Like you need to be able to make sure that you're living in a city that has jobs in your field so you can actually provide for yourself. But then you don't want to live in a small place that's super boring because you want to have options to go and have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but then some people don't like the big city and because the city's uh, not the, always the greatest spot to be able to save money and have kids. Uh, but then living far, you have to commute. It's, there's a lot of factors that go into it. I know um, for me, I've done the commuting life and I fucking hated it, quite frankly. It was terrible. Um, not for me. I've also done the live right near your work life, and I didn't mind that, but sometimes when your work isn't in the most ideal location, it's not fun. Mm-hmm. Where were you when you were close to work? I was I was still working where I currently work, and I was it was like Etobicoke, but I lived in this like gross basement. It was always like it was always damp for like the the air was always damp for some reason. Okay. It was not a good spot to be. No, I didn't like that. I didn't like that part. I think it had a lot to do with the apartment, but then also the neighborhood was sketchy. But it was super cheap. Yeah, so true. You gotta you gotta factor all that in. Like, say it's 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 much cheaper sometimes to to be closer. Yeah, and like the rent versus investment into buying a home, it's also a consideration right. that we're starting to think of as young adults. Um, that is very stressful and like when I see people buying houses, like a lot of people who are in relationships and or married and or starting to have kids have moved into like the little hamlets around KW or around Toronto and stuff like that because it's so much cheaper. But like you said about wanting to have fun and wanting to build a life in the town you live in, like I can't be isolated in that small town environment. So like I really need to be in a city enough to jo- yeah same i'd hate to be super rural and and i'd, I'd need to be in some place that's at least a little bit popping you know yeah yeah totes also i'm very allergic to nature so i can't do full rule <laughs> can't she do it get out much they should put me in a bubble what'd you say they should put me in a bubble they should put you in a bubble you should be bubble girl what's all this uh guilt what's all this guilt you feel about wanting to stay in kw though well, so I've I've always been a nester. Like I've always really uh, valued 
a home, like what that does to like your comfort and like feeling like you have space to come to. Like that's something I've always felt like I had. Um, and like, I'm very privileged and thankful that my mom provided me a space that like made me feel like that. And it was a comfort when I'd like, I'm happy my dad doesn't listen to this podcast, but when I went to go visit my dad and it wasn't like always the best environment, I could come home to my mom and feel that comfort. And like, just that feeling of like being able to like feel some comfort from your home anyways. And I've done that in the homes I've lived in throughout my time here. Like it's usually been like consolidated to just my room in some houses that didn't feel as amazing because it was like roommate issues or like cleanliness issues or whatever. But my room has always like that symbol of comfort has always been with me. And then in my latest place, like I've really come to love where I live and having my own place and having my own apartment and just building like an inventory of stuff and I don't consider myself materialistic but everything I have is like a part of who I am and what I define as that comfort of home but then there's that thing of like I've only really experienced long term two major cities in my life uh, or two cities in my life um, that have been major parts of my life uh, both Uxbridge and then now Kitchener or KW Kitchener Waterloo and I've heard other people like they'll like apply and move to California or they'll like apply and move somewhere in uh, Canada. And so they're experiencing something. They're not tying themselves down. And I have no reason to tie myself down, but I have like self-tied myself down because I love the feeling of home. But that makes me, when I see these people that just so willingly uproot their life to move somewhere to experience something that could be amazing. Like, yeah, I love my job right now and I have loved my jobs in the past and my life and everything, but maybe I could have loved somewhere else. And so it's that guilt of like almost like FOMO or like comparing to other people that do this, that I'm not doing enough, but yet I'm really happy in this. It's that battle of like accepting what you have because it's what you want, but also comparing to what other people have. Like maybe I should want that. Oh yeah. Do you feel that guilt to yourself that you're depriving yourself of potential opportunities? Is that kind of what you're getting at? Yeah, like you're you're not allowing yourself to quote unquote spread your wings and fly or like yes. experience that new city or discover something like that. Yes. Like I feel like I'm holding myself back and like maybe in the areas of my life that I feel like I haven't accomplished my full potential. Like what if I could if I moved? Yeah, fair enough. But then I, I'd argue that I don't necessarily agree that your potential is given for where you are in your life i don't think your potential comes from your geographic location i i I think i don't think so either it's just it's that natural like it's a what if it's a what if about your life yeah totally yeah and i think i think i definitely think we all have those yeah um so what if i what if i took that leap of faith what if i you know what if i just kissed that boy one time what if i yeah you you feel that is that what you're feeling right now yeah that's what that's yeah <laughs> sorry i couldn't you like threw it right there for me to pick it up <laughs> that's that's us give and take <laughs> <laughs> um i've combated it with uh vacations as a way to manage that guilt is like while well, you are experiencing things because you're going on these vacations although i should be saving more money but like yolo yeah, yeah, YOLO, you're only young and beautiful once. Whoa, so nice. Whoa. 
yeah, uh, how do you feel about like, did you, are you, are you progressing along your nesting path in the way that you want to? I don't know. So it's interesting for me because growing up, I grew up in a really small town, right? In Brantford. And I always was drawn to the city. I always wanted to live in Toronto. I always felt like I just want things to do and people to see all the time. I need everything to be at my fingertips always. And that's where I felt really drawn to. And I felt like that's what I wanted. Um, But as I've gotten older and older, the appeal of what is familiar and uh, the appeal of what is home and the appeal of just surrounding myself with the people I know and love has grown substantially like i don't i realize i don't need everything external like i don't externally need everything at my fingertips all the time when i feel like i have everything i need at home that's nice yeah whether that's a person or whether that's a place like if you just you're you really like your environment at home or your family or whatever the case is like i think I think what I was looking for really was external validation and just an external escape or a crutch. But then I have that at home, so I don't I don't feel like the need to do that anymore. I will say this: I, um, in terms of moving and putting down roots, I think that sometimes it can create barriers in terms of career. I know a lot of bigger companies really want you to they like moving you around geographically to get new experiences before they promote you, per se. That's a thing. And being, yeah, it's for sure a thing. I did not know that. Especially some larger companies, they want you to, because I think the nature of the work and the nature of the same kind of job changes a lot based on where you are. Yeah. Especially client and customer facing jobs will change based on your client base, and your client base will change based on your geographic location, obviously. Um, and so I think a lot of bigger companies want you to do that moving around, but then it becomes tough to put down roots, and you don't want to uproot your family. Um, for, for I know I know Lex and I have talked about this before, but I've always like I've never had a specific place that I've wanted to live. Like I'd be if some if I had to move to I don't know Boston for two years for a job, and then the next promotion was to LA for two years, and the next promotion was to Rome for a couple years, and then uh, the next promotion was elsewhere. Um, I I wouldn't mind that like I, I i don't mind moving around like that I, I think i did that during my co-ops when i went to la for a while and to me it was really cool i was like you get to there's a difference to me between traveling to a city for a week and then living in a city for any time that's longer than two months right that's so crazy because like even you telling that story i was like in my head i was like i could never do that like i just it stressed me out just listening to that i didn't yeah and I think it stresses Lex out listening to that too, so hopefully she doesn't listen to this. Uh, <laughs> no, but I think but. it's a common thing for couples to deal with. Like I know my friend Caitlin, she she said she always wanted she has this dream of like living in Paris for a little bit for like a couple years. Um, on mm-hmm. um, Paris. Um, oh my God, France. Whoa, that was weird. My brain just totally glitched. Um, and <laughs> uh, <laughs> LOL when Paris, Ontario is more upfront than Paris, France. Yeah, for real. You committed to the bit. You committed yeah. to the Ontario bit. Um, but she wanted to do that. And like her her partner, Dave, like he's, I would say, even though his family's actually moved quite a bit, I feel like my impression of him is that he's more of the nester, like wants to build a home um, that wouldn't really adapt to that like nomadic lifestyle. 
but it's something that she really wanted. So like they've worked on that idea. I don't know if they actually will, but it's been something that's like a constant conversation of like potentially uprooting to live somewhere else for a little bit. That's away from family. That's away from, um, the friends that you've built and stuff like that. And I think it's a little easier now that technology allows us to like stay connected to people a lot better. Um, but it's still, it's hard in a couple when one has one opinion and the other has another. Yeah. I mean, it could definitely be a problem, but I think it depends on what your priorities are and what you want to do for, for me. I know the other thing is I wouldn't want to move too far. Oh, I, sorry, I don't necessarily have an issue with moving um, a little bit further away from my family because I know I'll still stay in touch. I'll still come back to see them. I'll still, oh, they'll come to see me in the new city. Uh, but I know some people have reservations about being too far away from family. Yeah. They want to be isolated. Family is kind of your safe space, your little comfort zone, right? So you're right. I think it can be hard in a couple when there's a gap in where you are at with your feelings about that. But at the end of the day it's where your priorities lie right like for me though a lot of the stuff about hey would i mind living here and then there and then there those were those were dreams that were made in a different circumstance those were those were things i thought of when i was like picturing myself as just like the single career focused dude yeah right but that's that's not who i am anymore i'm not first off i'm not single and secondly i don't i, I can confidently say that my career while extremely important to me is i don't i don't rank that over family and and lex and and you know what i mean and friends and and kind of being around that group of people yeah for sure i would say those matter more to me so as my priorities kind of shifted when my circumstances shifted to me i'm very okay with being like okay i i don't want to necessarily live that nomadic lifestyle anymore i want to put down roots yeah Plus, like, living that nomadic lifestyle is tough financially. Yeah. And for me, it's so and funny that you just went through that list. Sorry to cut you off. Um, yeah. But, like, I am single and very career-driven, yet have don't have the priority to do that. Like, it's, it's so fascinating, like, what makes people want to stay somewhere or go somewhere. Like, this woman I met through work, like, she's super nomadic and, like, is very close with her family and friends. She just um, prioritizes them in different ways, but still has like every cup, every like year and a half to two years, she moves to a different place. Like it's crazy. Wow. And that's, a, that's a short time frame. Yeah. And, but she said it is hard to then make friends and, and build relationships when you do that. But she like has the core ones that she prioritizes. It's just, it's interesting. I could see it being hard to maintain long-term relationships. Yeah. How would you feel about being that far away from your family? Yeah, no, that's that's like I'd say my biggest motivator. And honestly, like my family, I really define as like my friends in there, too, because I'm I technically I consider myself like sort of like my half brother is my half brother. And I absolutely love him to death. And he, he is my brother. And I rarely use the word half in front. But he's nine years younger than me. So 10 out of 10 years I was an only child. And so I have a very small family. It's just my mom and I, for the most part. And so my friends have, like, become part of my family as well. Um, And I've, like, also repaired some relationships in my family that have now become closer. So I'm, like, it's just so much a part of my life. And I'm so people-driven. And I'm not necessarily, like, traveling doesn't – 
it's like cool to go on vacation and see new places, but t- traveling does not motivate me in the slightest. Like I am not, so, I'm not amped about it. Like I, I get nostalgic when I fly home after like a 10 day vacation. Like I have legitimately almost cried after a seven day vacation when I saw the CN Tower. Whoa, really? Yeah, I'm not even joking. That's not exaggeration. I'm laughing at that. That's <laughs> no, no, it's hilarious. It's like, are you insane? It's so extra though. I know. And I wouldn't consider myself a like. I feel like. Sorry, go ahead. I feel like I should play the national anthem right now for you. Honestly, it's like patriotic thing I've ever heard someone say. It's not patriotic. It's it's about that comfort of like familiarity. You cried when you saw the CN Tower, which is like the symbol of Canada. It's 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 the symbol that I'm home. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Canada. Our home and it. this is actually my this is like Graham this is my record reel I'm gonna submit it to advertising companies. Look, I can sing. I can't sing. You did great, kid. You did great. Oh, stop it, you. Do you think the Leafs will let me do it at their next game? Um, maybe like a local hockey game, Timbits, maybe. <laughs> the Timbits. Yeah, the Timbits do anthems before the game. <laughs> uh, no, but do you find? Do you think that? you're afraid of leave is it like a comfort zone issue and you're afraid of leaving your comfort zone i just have no motivation to it's not necessarily like i'm restricting myself to my comfort zone because like i am going on vacations i don't mind traveling for work not like majority of the time but i have no problem traveling for work um but it's like i always have to have a home base and it always has to be one that i've like really built up to be like a home so it's just something i really need in my life yeah, and you know what? This is gonna make you happy, but Lex and I have extensively discussed that one day we want to settle down with our kids in KW. Yes. So reunited and it feels so amazing. I would love if everyone just came back here because then it would just reinforce that I should never move out of this city. Oh my god, it would just <laughs> Well, because like I just convinced my mom to like start applying to jobs here, which is massive. She has lived in Uxbridge since I was three and a half. We're just putting we just be putting massive cinder blocks on your feet by moving back. I know. She said that she said she said that to me on the phone tonight. She was like, Hey, just wanted to check. Like, if I'm uprooting my entire life and coming to move there with the intention of like this is my like last move kind of thing. She's like not super young, you know. Um sorry. She is super young, but the way she talks, it makes you seem like or it makes her seem like she's not super young. Um, so she was like, if I'm moving uh with that intention to move closer to you, like, you're not gonna like leave your job in eighteen months because I'm on a contract right now and like move to Toronto, right? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I can't actually confirm that I would never do that because I can't. But like, I want to stay at this company. So like, shout out to D2L. Feel free to hire me after 18 months uh, ongoing full time. Um, but I like, I couldn't confirm that. And I was like, well, that's terrifying because like, I do want to say that I'll live in Kitchener Waterloo <laughs> for the next like long time. I was going to put a number in that I just almost threw up. Um, Wow. Okay. I'm having like a little bit of a, this all happened tonight. So <laughs> that's why I'm like freaking out. But I was like, what if I'm here for another 20 years? You what? Like, what if I'm here for another 20 years? Like, what if I'm my mom's age? When? Yeah. What if you are here for 20 years? What's the problem with that? It's just like a lot of time. By what measure? Like, I, I don't understand what you're, is this, is this part of the social pressure thing you're talking about? Like you feel like 
you see people your age. Well, it's more like around if doing I'm doing stuff, and then you're not doing that, so you're like, oh, that's so long to be in one place. I just, I just had a vision. It's, it's so funny because it's not even related to. I'm like, my face is hot because I just got super stressed right there. Um, it's not because of anything except for stupid dating and relationships, where I'm like. Love KW, but like it doesn't always have the best opportunities for dating. And maybe it's changing and maybe I'm not looking in the right spots or for the right people or in the right way. But I just had this vision of like, what if it's 20 years and I'm still a spinster and I have two cats and my mom has moved into my guest bedroom because I can't afford to live in my apartment anymore. I just like had this like really dismal view of my future just like totally play out for a second when I thought about 20 years and I'm still in Kitchener-Waterloo. And it, you went on a trip. Yeah, it freaked me out just there. I just got really intensely upset. <laughs> okay, but what, what's what's to say that wouldn't happen if you were living in Toronto? I know. It's totally true. It's just to think that, like, I've been here since I was 18 was just, like, a scary thought if, like, nothing has changed in my personal life in that way. That it's just, like, kind of terrifying. It's okay. We're okay. I'm okay. <laughs> a lot has changed in your personal life. Yeah. Actually, you know what? You're right. You're totally right. A lot has changed. You're totally right. For starters, hello. Hi. You? Yes, thank you. Jesus. (laughs) Of course. Yeah, but like get some credit. You've been you've been here for you've been in my life for so long and it's like so like normalized because You know what's interesting is that I actually haven't been in your life for that long. I guess only half my time here you've been in my life. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty intense. Okay, okay. Look at us go. You know what else is going to blow your mind a bit? One of your best friends, Alex. How long has she been in your life? Oh my god. Alex and I were just like having so many romantic feelings the other day because we were like <laughs> we're just You guys are in love with each other. We literally now. are. We literally are. The other day, last week, on uh, Monday after soccer, we realized we weren't going to see each other until Saturday and we literally had to hug because we were like, "Oh my god." <laughs> How are we gonna? So how are we gonna make it? Yeah, she's uh, become quite a bestie in my life, um, but we just like are so cynical and fed up with men that we've been dating that, and the the stereotype that like you have to be in a couple to enjoy certain things in life, and we're just like fuck that shit. So nah. we're just uh, we're just looking to each other when any couple stuff comes up. She's like always my date, so. That's Anyways, perfect. sorry. But so, yeah, how long have you known her? Yeah, only... When, how recently did she come in your life? We are almost... We are coming up on our two years. Wow. Which is crazy. Yeah, you're totally right. And, like, I think about my soccer teams and, like, the job change. Like, totally. My personal life has, like, evolved insanely. And even I would argue my dating life has because of, like, my own perspective and approach to it has changed. It hasn't led to, like, any outcomes that I would celebrate long term but um it's been still super fun to figure out what i want and how i'm going to navigate it so that's cool yeah i for sure think that you've done a lot of growth that might not have happened if you were in the gta dating saga mans <laughs> so well, there you go <laughs> those mans um nothing against saga man since i live in mississauga so therefore technically i'm a saga man but would you would you say that Lex or you are more like family oriented or traditional or like nesters? Like, is she the nester? Lex, yeah, Lex, yeah, for sure, Lex. Do you think? So, but yeah, I could I totally see you being like coach of the soccer team, dad, 
who like oh yeah 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 i'm domestic as fuck like I yeah cook, i clean and yeah. all that stuff but i don't i wouldn't necessarily say i'm a nester i could cook and clean anywhere <laughs> <laughs> give me an apron and a washcloth and i'm good to go <laughs> i'm good to go i came up as a dishwasher in a restaurant man i'll, I'll do the dishes <laughs> And whether I, I'm in Naples or whether I'm in uh, Bayern, I'll do the dishes. I recently heard your nickname, Mama Padet, so there you go. Oh, my gosh. There's only one person that calls me Mama Padet. Yeah. Also, like, that reinforces a bit of stereotyping, so not about that. Traditional gender roles. Get out of here. I just take care of people, okay? Nurturing is not associated with just exclusively female. Exactly. So in that, like in a nurturing way, I think I'm a nester, but not necessarily in like a, I need to be close to family. Gotcha. Way. I definitely think that's Lex. Have your, has but your no. sister moved away ever? No, Branford. True. And she lives there now. Like they have a house, right? Yeah. They, so they bought, this is their second house in Branford. Oh. Within 15 minutes of my mom and dad. Cool. They don't, they, yeah, they haven't wanted to move. And I think a big, so also a big reason of that is her and her husband john are both in the same page that they want to be near their parents and their families they don't want to move away from that yeah that's totally fair so i also think one we've talked about the taboo of like not the taboo but the perception of what happens when you stay in the same city for a long time but also i think there's an unfair perception of when you want to move away from that city i have sometimes got the feeling like people think i don't like my family or i don't want to spend time with my family or i don't value my family because i'm open to moving away and moving far away interesting but that has that's not a reflection on my relationship with my family i don't think no not at all i would I totally agree but some it's been taken like that and i don't i like i'm trying to understand why well i think like I understand that perspective only because my best friend since I was four has that perspective that you have, and it's helped me understand it. However, I think I can see where people are coming from because of the people like me who are nesters. Like, it is sort of that, like, abandonment feeling, especially if it's an older generation that isn't super comfortable with technology or, like, technology doesn't feel the same as company. Like, I talk to my mom every day on the phone, but she still thinks, like, she still gets super bummed out because I haven't seen her and or haven't visited home in a long time. Right, right. It, and I guess the connection of being physically near somebody is not the same as staying in touch over text. Like, I get that. Yeah. And it's like that, especially with family, too, like, the idea of, your kids starting a family and a life and building connections that you don't get to experience or see, I think could be probably really hard as a parent to like miss out. Yeah, I could see that as well. I like, for example, if your if your kids had kids and you became a grandparent, but then that grandparents on the other, sorry, that grandkids on the other side of the continent, like that would suck. Yeah. I get that. So I get it from that perspective. It's just, I've been called out on it before. I'm just kind of like, what? What's not? That's not the case. Really? Uh, yeah, I have been called out on it for sure. That's for crazy sure. and a little bit disrespectful. Yeah, I wasn't. I got really angry. <laughs> I, I hate to say it, but I got really angry. Uh. Well, yeah, because like, like somebody's assuming that you value them less when you don't. Yeah. Based on a, a decision that you, in your opinion, has nothing to do with it. Like they're completely no, mutually exclusive. Yeah, like- where I choose to live and work does not mean that I love my family less. Yeah. Even if that location is far away from my family, it just means like at that in that moment, I felt like the best opportunity for myself in my career and my personal life outside of my family 
was to take that opportunity in this weird city. Absolutely. So to all you nomads out there, uh, don't feel bad about it. And to anybody who's experienced their family member or loved one moving away, it's okay. They probably still really love you. Yeah. And to anybody who still chirps people who stay in their hometown their whole life, deal with it. Do you, boo-boo? Yeah, it's fine to do that as well. I like Brantford still. Even though I give Brantford a lot of shit, I like Brantford. Um, it feels like home going back there. Have we mentioned that I still haven't been to Brantford ever? Oh my god. Have we discussed that? No. You've never one time been to Brantford? I mean, to be fair, you haven't been to Uxbridge, but that's a little bit more acceptable. <laughs> I don't know if it is. I, th- I You know what? Okay, here's what we're going to do. Hometown this tour. Summer, this summer, hometown tour. You've been to Paris, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. So we're doing a hometown tour this summer. I'm coming to Uxbridge. Unless your mom moves, I'm coming to Uxbridge. Yeah, true. Whoa, that was weird. Yeah. That's okay. Really come there we can st- to come no, to. we can still do a home tour at Uxbridge. I still have tons of family there, so. Oh, cool. Okay, we'll do a hometown tour of Uxbridge, and then you'll come to Brantford, uh, and you'll see what Brantford is. Cool, 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 cool. And you can cross that off the bucket list you don't have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true no i'm excited okay i like that any other um people that we need to do hometown tours of i'm trying to think who are my close peeps <laughs> and go to india well we go to india. yeah me and Moz would be great guys to i go mean to technically india. saudi at this point but i don't i think he would still consider hometown india i think so too i mean not, plus like not that's not that that's a town but um the town of India. <laughs> the town of India. <laughs> well, no, what's the what's the word you used earlier today? Hamlet. You called you called people young people settling in hamlets. Is that what I heard you say? I might have. I don't remember it though. But anyways, yeah. I, th- that... I think you. I think you said young people were settling in hamlets around. Oh yeah, I did say that. I totally did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know that hamlet over there across the water in India. You know. Yes, the Macbeth of India. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, in summary, um. What happened this episode was we had a lovely, well, we had an okay cobblestone nitro stout by Mill Street Brewery, <laughs> and it's okay wherever you choose to live. Mm-hmm. I didn't know, I didn't think this would be able to last a full off topic, but clearly we have a lot of thoughts about this, and I think it's super relevant to young people and old people. And old, old people. people. <laughs> All the peoples. Kumbaya, like my lord. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you everybody for listening to me and Danny rant for 50 minutes. <laughs> uh, and stay tuned for the next episode. We might have a guest this time. Yeah, and check out our Instagram stories for the beer reviews launching soon. And uh, by now you should have already all heard about the FST Legends series that's going to be on our stories as well. So take a look at both those things. We need a sign off. Peace. That's super boring, I feel like. We, okay, but maybe in light of current events, peace will do. Oh, I like that. I like you tying in the current events. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and see you next time. Peace, love, and fuck small talk. Thank you for listening. If you have questions, comments, concerns, or feedback, you can shoot us an email by emailing fsmalltalk at gmail.com, reach out to us on Instagram at fsmalltalk, or visit our website, fsmalltalk.com.
we wanted to give a big thank you to our lovely and talented friend Ada for the musical considerations. She's an amazing up-and-coming independent recording artist specializing in R&B, pop, and funk. She's available for collabs and shows, so if you liked what you heard, simply hit her up on Instagram, at AdaSoLive. That's at A-I-D-A SoLive. If you want to hear more of her stuff, you can find her at soundcloud.com forward slash AdaSoLive. That's soundcloud.com forward slash A-I-D-A SoLive. She's amazing, so definitely go check her out. A big thank you also goes out to Lonnie for producing the awesome track you heard. He is an R&B and hip-hop producer who's worked with major artists, including Drake, Beyonce, and Lil Wayne. He's available to work with at his Toronto studio, so if you're interested, simply check him out on Instagram at HitHouseToronto. That's at HitHouseToronto. So again, big thank you to Ada and Lonnie. This podcast was brought to you by us. And also beer. And also coffee. Because what is sleep even? Also, hi mom. Love you.